Here at the Ministry of Focus on the Family, we've been reading through the Gospel of Mark in our team devotions, and I really love what Jesus said about marriage in chapter 10 of Mark's Gospel, verse 9. What God has brought together, man should not separate. When we see how God is involved in our relationship, it can really dramatically change the way we treat our spouse. I'm John Fuller, along with my Focus colleagues, Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They lead our marriage team here. And Jim Daly and I talked with Bill and Pam Farrell, and they love working with younger couples particularly. Now, to set up the conversation, Jim shared how he and his wife, Jean, traveled a lot during the first few months of their marriage, and Jean, as an introvert, would seek some alone time while Jim wanted to go with her. Welcome back to Focus on the Family. Thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, Jim and John, it's good to be back with you. And uh, those trips to the store, where they probably were lengthy shopping trips, right? <laughs> <laughs> More than five oh, or ten minutes. Wandering the hall. Just well, the problem, I was so dense, I didn't even get it to later. Right? Like I was feeling rejected. My wife of Aww. a few weeks or months didn't love me. Yeah. She wanted to be alone. Why would you want to be alone? I'm an extrovert. <laughs> I love being with people. And being the introvert in our relationship, I get that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there's times I just need a break from the action uh, to regroup. But it did, you know, this is a good place to start because it did really uh, rock our world a little, but we didn't have the maturity to even talk about it. We just kind of had questions in each of our minds. And it's a great point because we go into marriage assuming the other person is like us. And knows us completely. Yeah, has the same needs, has the same approach to life, has the same way of recovering, likes to do a lot of the same things. They just look different than we do. Yeah, <laughs> and once you get married, you start to realize, wow, I really did marry somebody different than me. Which is good that those opposites attract. I mean, sure. we don't need another of us. We need mm-hmm. that complement. That well, God let's has talk created. about that big question, which is, um, what is God's design for marriage, mm-hmm. and why did He do it this way? Right, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, one of the opening lines in um, the first five years is your marriage is designed by God, your unique creation Mm -hmm. as a team. You know, God brought you together for a reason. And what Bill and I have seen is if you really believe that God brought you together as a married couple for a reason, then that's a bigger reason than my personal happiness or like you're kind of making me mad today. So I'm like so out of here. Um, But if you feel like, you know, there's a bigger purpose here and we're called as a team so we can accomplish that purpose. You know, I'm willing to put up with a lot of idiosyncrasies in Bill and vice versa. He's willing to put up with some stuff in me because we're called to make a difference as a team. And there's something, you know, noble about that. But how do you, is that early, uh, you know, newly married, married couple, how do you find that kind of wisdom? Because right. you're, you know, you're younger, you haven't had life's experiences the way uh, the two of you, how long have you been married? 34 years. 34 years. Mm-hmm. So you guys have had a lot of, um, you know, a lot of life's experiences. Right. You've learned, you've written books about how to, how to create a marriage that works. Um, but again, if Gene and I were 25, um, talk to that person about Uh, how to find that foundation. Because what you said, Pam, (laughs) the way that probably 80% of that group's going to react, yeah, I'm not happy today. What's wrong with that? He's making me unhappy. (laughs) And that's not ungodly. Why is he doing this to me? (laughs) Right. You know, um, we have newlyweds in our family. And um, they have already grasped this purpose that God's called them together for a reason. And one of the ways that they did that, I mean, of course, they grabbed great mentors. They have a host of mentors, not just Bill and I, but they were smart enough to go get mentors. And um, 
one of the things that they learned is, you know what, there's something unique about us. You know, I am a strength coach and we met around athletics. And so Fellowship of Christian Athletes is a good place for us to be plugging in as a newlywed couple. Like what's unique about us? They stopped to ask that question and they're starting to find their way as in a ministry couple and in a marriage. And so it's fun to see them figure out who they are in when they got married a part of their vows was um they wanted to be strong he's a strength coach he lifts weights so they wanted a strong love and so just knowing their word that kind of reflects who they are that's kind of a fun thing to have hanging in your house you know what word would describe us and our love well that i mean that is ideal but uh but see i think young couples learn it by asking other people Mm. Because do we really expect young couples to have the wisdom you're talking about? You, you know, we live in a world where you just think it's magic. You, you meet the right person, and suddenly you just know how to do all this. <laughs> it all works. And, and Pam and I discovered by accident that you really learn this from other people. Mm. Because when we got married, we both came from homes that were not real healthy. Right. And we didn't want to repeat that. Like super not really healthy. Dad was an alcoholic, domestic violence. I mean, so definitely highly don't. dysfunctional. Right. Yeah, right. on both sides. And yeah. so, and and we had heard if you focus on what you don't want to be, you will become that. Wow. So, so I went. Think about. Okay, but where do I go from there? I I was just kind of lost in the mm-hmm. process. I was enamored with Pam. I thought she was the most beautiful thing that ever hit the face of the Thank earth. And I'm you. like, well, I, I hope love is enough because she's just awesome. She just sat up really straight in her chair. That was the, <laughs> the physical response the to that. The power was, of the good right, word. I think good. she just blossomed when you said <laughs> that. But beyond that, I was like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do here. So I used to go to church. Like I, I would have Pam and I stand in the back of the church. And we would look at the crowd, let them sit down, and look for couples that had some experience that looked like they still liked each other. And then I would go sit behind them, and during the greeting time, they'd have to meet us. (laughs) (laughs) This is well thought out. man with a message. So then I would look the guy in the eyes, and I'd say, you look like you're in love with her. Is this real? Which, of course, you would go, well, yeah. Well, how'd you do it? Like, how did you make her love you all these years? (laughs) And usually at church, you don't have time to have that conversation, so they would take us out to lunch. Which, being a young married couple getting taken out to lunch, that was awesome. <laughs> that was another free good lunch. Benefit. Hey, good wisdom. Free lunch. Yeah, right it's now, you sounded like a highly manipulative person. <laughs> but that wasn't the goal, right? Well, but I was desperate enough that even if people thought it was manipulative, I was okay with that. Aaron, that was kind of a profound statement that Bill made earlier about if you focus on what you don't want to be, you'll become that. Um, I had to think about that for a moment or two. How do you encourage couples to focus on the best aspects of each other and not dial in to the negative things? Especially those early years, you're laying groundwork for the rest of your married life. And so when we're dating engaged, it's easier to focus on the positives in each other. But gosh, once we get married and we move in, we move from separate canoes into one canoe and his behavior impacts me a whole lot, mine Mm. impacts him. When conflict sets in or busyness and disconnection can set in, then we can sometimes start focusing on the negatives. So what I often will encourage a couple to do early on is begin a list. We call it a cherish list, a list of things that you love about your spouse and, you know, character qualities or personality traits or accomplishments or physical traits, you know, like Greg sitting here, some positive <laughs> physical traits I mean, that I know. You're rocking it. If you could only see me, you'd yeah. know what she's saying. 
<laughs> and so start that list and refer to it in those times when you begin seeing really negative things about your spouse. And granted, that takes self-awareness, like to start monitoring what right. am I thinking about my spouse and, you know, to resource that, to go to that in those times and read these things that, you know, I see that he really is a great provider and that, you know, what's true about Greg, he loves me. And whatever's going on right now, he must be going through something, but he he takes care of me. So refer back to that list in those times when you begin seeing those negative things. Mm-hmm. That's a great idea. Well, and it's not, you're not suggesting, Aaron, that we just make excuses for poor no. behavior. no. You're just saying that that as we just struggle and just some things happen, it's easy to start to yes. notice and focus on the negatives. And, and really notice only the negatives. Right. So it's really battling that process in your own brain. But absolutely not. It's important to address things that are coming up that aren't working for you or don't feel like a win. Mm. I really appreciate your insights. And uh, the conversation with Bill and Pam was really fascinating as well. Uh, Listen, if you're a newlywed couple, we'd love to recommend Bill and Pam's book, The First Five Years, and we'll send a copy of that. Uh, If you can make a generous monthly pledge of any amount, or if that's just not going to work for you, make a one-time gift. Uh, Either way, donate today, and we'll send that book to you. All the details are in the show notes. And uh, at our website, we have articles for you to read. One is called God's Design for Marriage, and we'll link over to that as well. More with Bill and Pam Farrell next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.